0: Hey group, this is the Senegal, and you're listening to the Secret Lair (laughs) Drive-In. Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show.
1: 宇宙 it's a warning
0: that
1: we're all around the world. The
0: の機能が解禁だ。スパイラルグレネド店。Spoke. Spoke. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In, episode 40-something. Just like us, (laughs) 40-something. Well, I've I've crossed that uh, hump already. Oh, that's right. Um, I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub. And across the way back from me, across the way back machine from me, is my co-host and faithful acolyte, Stratosphere.
1: Hi, kids.
0: Before we get started on this gem why don't you give them our contact information and no, it's not on the board behind me.
1: Oh man. You need, need to spice the jeopardy theme in here. Now, uh, if I recall, we can be reached at, uh, secretly podcast at gmail.com.
0: First try folks and yep. no editing. Yep. That's right. Subscribe to us on Podbean, or we can find us on Podbean. Uh, iTunes, Android devices, Windows Phone. There's really no excuse. Hey, leave us a review. But with all of that being said, what is this gem that we watched for this episode?
1: Uh, well, this one was uh, we're trying to trying to get into different parts of the 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 Big G legacy in in honor of the the new hopefully awesome film coming out. But uh, we're going to go with the 1994 classic, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla.
0: I don't know. I think you used the phrase classic a little too much on these films.
1: <laughs> uh, they're all classics. Yeah. Okay. Except for Godzilla's Revenge. Screw that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, though. There's a lot of people who seem to like that one for some reason.
1: Yeah. And- I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I actually liked it when I was a kid, but as as an adult, it's like, oh my god, kill me now.
0: Okay, well anyway, as is customary in these situations, the best place to start with these would be the the plot, plot. such as it is.
1: Such as it is. Well, it's quite extensive, anyway. Um, Godzilla Cells, brought into space by Biollante and Mothra from the uh, previous entry, uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Biollante, otherwise known as the... Big flower in space are exposed to intense radiation from.
0: Actually, a, if I, Bio- actually, I Biolante was nineteen eighty nine, Space Godzilla was ninety four. So
1: yeah, I, I believe um, Godzilla versus Mech Two, I think was in there before this one. The reason I wanted to do this one is because they they were actually showing like several of them on Showtime. So
0: okay, well between Biolante and this one, you had Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, right? Godzilla and Mothra the Battle for Earth Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2 right and then this one okay
1: so anyway uh, they're exposed to intense radiation from a black hole the celestial fission creates a highly aggressive extraterrestrial be- extraterrestrial et beast closely resembling Godzilla this space godzilla quickly makes its way to earth Basically, looks like a Godzilla wearing a big geode on on his back.
0: Yeah, it kind of does. Kind of yeah. like an inverted geode. Yeah, an inverted all sticking ge- out.
1: Yeah, that that one that part I
0: gotta say it just Godzilla fell into a grow your own crystal set.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have the the wicked effect I think they were hoping for. Uh, meanwhile, a group of soldiers and scientists are setting up at Birth Island to t- to try Project T against Godzilla, who has taken up residence on the Isle.
0: Yeah, um, Project T, isn't that where they're going to try to telekinetically uh, tell them what to do?
1: Yeah, okay, something like that. Uh, yes, the plan is to plant a device on Godzilla, which will allow the Japan Self-Defense Forces, otherwise known as their you know army or whatever. That, I find out why they keep calling it that. Uh, Go ahead. Post-World War Two, Japan, one of the... Things of the Treaty of
0: World War. They weren't the allowed ad- to have a standing army.
1: Yeah, but they're allowed to have defense forces. So that's why you can never call it like the army or the air forces. They're self-defense forces. This has been another useless fact.
0: And knowing is half the battle. G I Joe,
1: to control the mutant dinosaur telepathically, with help from psychic Mickey Sagusa. No, it just doesn't work with her name, does it?
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, I, <laughs> You know what this this I believe is her last appearance in the series. Yay! I just I, I it, it was a plot line that
1: was just a blind alley, really.
0: It really was, and then you just keep having it having this character but forced see, now down they your did, throat. When,
1: when they did something similar with Gamora, it worked for me.
0: You mean with uh, that one guy's daughter? Yeah. For, well, yeah, because she wasn't in the second one. She wasn't a. a Huge plot point in there. She just kind of appeared at one point and gave the yeah. sage wisdom well, plus, and went on.
1: Let, let's face it, Gamora's going for more of a cuddly vibe than than the big G. So,
0: well, not so much in those in the uh, '90s trilogy, but
1: no. But he, he's got more of a more of that type of a. You know, Gamora
0: is a friend to all children. I was waiting for that. I, <laughs> Come on, I haven't done it in how many episodes? Come on, you...
1: <laughs> all the fan mail was demanding it. Uh, the project is put into action, but it ultimately fails. Afterward, the Cosmos Mothra's twin priestesses...
0: Yeah, the little fairy girls. Oh, yeah. Mothra!
1: Uh, to ...appear to Mickey and warn her of Space Godzilla's arrival.
0: If you don't stop polluting the Earth, Mothra will kick your ass.
1: And and she's the only one that can do it, too. <laughs> Again, okay. Mothra wins like everything. Has Mothra ever lost? Seriously? No. Well, I mean, I, I know it's kind of a private joke that you, you kind of don't take it seriously, but the way they always write it, Mothra never loses to it, I'm telling you.
0: Well, I mean, she's gotten blown up, but then you have the little... Uh,
1: but there's always... An, well, see, that's that's the thing. Mothra always has another one waiting in the wings. Yeah, but... There's it, no gods... well But
0: here's the thing. They always talk about uh, Mothra or the uh, larva, or yeah. what, say, the last of their kind. But there's always another one.
1: Yeah. It's the last of their kind until the next one.
0: That's right. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, with Mothra gone to space, the world will have to rely on Godzilla to stop the invader. Space Godzilla gets closer and closer to Earth, destroying a NASA... Uh, NASA. <laughs> NASA! <laughs> space station along the way. Uh, Mogera. Mo- Mogera. Mogera, A giant penguin-like robot built by the... Ah, okay, good visually. Yeah, it does look kind of like a penguin-ish. Looks like Frobisher, doesn't it? It's Mecha Frobisher.
0: Oh, there you go. I like that. I'm gonna have to write that down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, built by the Japan Self Defense Forces to replace uh, Mecha Godzilla, is sent in to intercept Space Godzilla, but the alien uses a number of psychic attacks to cripple the robot, forcing it to retreat.
0: I don't remember psychic attacks so much as it just kind of. Crash its ass. In, crashed into it a couple of times.
1: Yeah. Attracted to Godzilla's radiation, Go- Space Godzilla lands on Birth Island, where it finds Godzilla's son, Little Godzilla.
0: Lil Godzilla. Lil,
1: yeah, L I L apostrophe <laughs> Lil Godzilla. Now that that's just crying out for like a little uh, oh, Little Godzilla. He's a handful. <laughs> or something like that.
0: Look on YouTube for something called like Monster Island Buddies.
1: I've seen that. Okay, that, that is interesting, to say the least. Uh, Space Godzilla mercil- mercilessly attacks the small creature when he approaches it curiously, and Godzilla comes to his son's rescue. Godzilla puts up a good fight, but finds himself overwhelmed by Space Godzilla's power and shoulder pads. The shoulder pads of death.
0: Well, once again, all right, this is 94. And let me see, we did that first. Of the Mothra tri- or um, Gamera trilogy, mm-hmm. and what was the joke? The eighties come to Japan in the nineties. Oh yeah, so he's got the big eighties shoulder pads. You in know what? That's, that's a
1: very good point. Okay, Joan Collins would would have been uh, jealous. Um, With Godzilla temporarily subdued, Space Godzilla creates a small cage made of crystals and traps Little Godzilla inside of it. It then leaves for Japan, intending to destroy it.
0: With little Godzilla in the timeout cage.
1: Yeah. If we don't do it, you're never going to learn. Uh, Godzilla, after failing to free his son from the cage, follows Space Godzilla. Shortly after, shortly thereafter, the Yakuza. Because really, we need the Yakuza at this oh, point. Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah.
1: <laughs> Captures Mickey and brings her back to the base in Fukuoka? Okay, let's go with that. In, in an attempt to use Project T to gain control of Godzilla. Why the Yakuza needs go- Godzilla, I I was never quite... Uh, okay, now in this particular... Now, Godzilla would look cool wearing the black suits and the sunglasses, you got to admit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that he would. Okay, I, I... There was one point during this movie, and I've seen this movie a couple of times, and I, my last viewing, which was the one for this review, I actually... I didn't pause the movie and had to leave for a little bit. Was this the one where they had Mickey strapped to the table at one point?
1: I want to say yes.
0: Okay, and she uses her mind powers to levitate it or something like that? Something like that. Okay, I was just checking. They all blur together. Yes, Because I'm such a fan.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, the the only reason I even uh, suggested doing this one is, you know, they never show Godzilla on TV ever and... We got the like the free Showtime package for like three months, and okay. lo and behold, on, on one of the Encore channels or something, they, they showed uh, G versus Mecha two, uh, this one, and then Godzilla versus Destroyer, which I s- still haven't sat down and watched that yet.
0: That's a pretty good one. I yeah. do have to say,
1: uh, I I'm looking forward to when we review that one because I've I've heard a lot of good things about that one.
0: Okay. Proceed.
1: Proceed. Uh, Fortunately, a recovery team is successfully dispatched, and Mickey and the team escape before Space Godzilla arrives and destroys the building. Space Godzilla lands in central Fukuoka and forms a massive fortress of celestial crystals. So now it's time out for Big G, too. (coughs) Moguera arrives to once again fight Space Godzilla, but is still no match for it. Godzilla arrives in Kagoshima Bay and fights Space Godzilla, but Space Godzilla's cosmic powers easily allow it to gain the upper hand. The, I got nothing. The the JSDF discovers that Space Godzilla is using Fukuoka Tower as a power converter, using it to transform the Earth's core into an energy that Space Godzilla can absorb, slowly killing the planet.
0: So he's Space Galactus.
1: Yeah, and he's and it's green energy too. Oh, on, on a number of levels. See what I did there? There you go. See? While Godzilla wrestles with I just thought of that too. While Godzilla wrestles with Space Godzilla, Mogera splits into two different mechs. The Star Falcon, a flying battleship, and the Land Mogera, a tank. So uh
0: <laughs> I can't even comment.
1: Uh, the mechs damage the Crystal Fortress while Godzilla pushes over Fukuoka Tower, cutting off Space Godzilla's energy supply. Mogera quickly reforms and blasts, blasts off Sp- Space Godzilla's crystal-like shoulder formations. Yeah, formations, sure. We- weakening it. Enraged, Space Godzilla beats Mogera into submission and starts to throttle Godzilla, who further wounds Space Godzilla by gouging out his eyes, which I Thought was kind of a interesting move. Yeah. Well, see, we're up to ninety four, so now it's okay to, you know, really start to do some serious throwdowns. You know, I th- I
0: thought a I thought just occurred to me. Looking at the way the crystals were coming out of Space Godzilla's body at various points in it, mm-hmm. I wonder if people that created the character of Doomsday for Superman took any inspiration at all from that.
1: Um, the timeline would make sense, and yeah, uh, based on what I remember of Doomsday's origin,
0: yeah, that that's a very interesting point. I'm just thinking strictly visually, because uh, Doomsday obviously had all the protrusions and the way they were colored, I mean, they were supposed to be bony spikes in that, but...
1: There, you, eh. it, it, yeah, I think worst case scenario, you could probably uh, make the case it was inspired by, if not a... Direct ripoff, but somebody had to have seen it and uh, been thinking about that. With Space Godzilla brutally beaten and blinded, Mogera uses up the last of its power supply by ramming into the alien beast. But Space Space Godzilla impale—I should just start calling it SG—impales Mogera with his tail and hurls it into the remains of the Crystal Fortress. Godzilla blasts SG with his atomic ray sending him crashing on top of Mogera, With a supercharged atomic blast, Godzilla eradicates SG including Mogera's remains, and cosmic energy floats from the inferno and vanishes into the atmosphere. (sighs) Having won the fight, Godzilla makes his way back to Birth Island. Before he departs, Mickey uses her psychic powers to remove the mind control device from Godzilla's neck, in which he turns to her and nods. Little is then free from his timeout crystal prison and can blow bubbles of fire, which I thought was kind. Of, it looks silly, but it's actually kind of a cool little visual effect. I think
0: not too bad. Yeah, you know, I think what's her name, Mickey. I understand she's like the poster child for um, PETA or something. You know, all right, this this huge force of nature, destructive. Kills people, destroys buildings, and, oh, we must protect him. How about protecting all the people he's destroying?
1: Yeah, well, you know, collateral damage and all that, but um, it's, yeah, it's, well, you know, this all started really back when they did... um, godzilla versus the smog monster that was kind of the the start of okay we're, now we're going to be environmentally conscious with our themes that if you want to say the godzilla series kind of jump jump the shark at that point at least for a little while because yeah the, I, I don't know if that was that honda that was doing the uh directing at that point or honda
0: it? did not do the smog monster okay um yeah Can't they, pin that one on him
1: no no I I have nothing but respect for Honda I think I think he's actually a damn good uh, director but yeah they they took the series in I I think they wanted it to be taken seriously and that that's when they started in the but if you look you know smog monster Biolante and you can just kind of see this progression of uh, oh yeah we have to be environmentally conscious that's why I love when they got back to Stuff like you know GMK and Final Wars, where it's like, nah, come on, let's let's just beat the have some monsters beating the crap out of each other. That's the people want to see.
0: That's the money shot, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I cry I, mean, I don't even, I don't know where to begin on this one. Um, there was a there was one of the characters. He was on what was it, Birth Island or whatever? Yeah, and he had obviously been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And he had this bullet that was going to coagulate Godzilla's blood, and he had to hit him in just the right place to do it. Mm-hmm. And no, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he ended up not doing it. But uh, now, is it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because it, I actually,
1: w- when I viewed this, was like o- over a week ago, and I since deleted it off the DVR. This is one the where they found out that um, Godzilla had like a second brain. Basically in his butt or in his hips or something like that? Or I don't that-
0: think that was this one.
1: You, you you know what I'm talking about. I good?
0: remember it. Kay. I just, for the life of me, cannot remember which one they talked about. Because
1: you know, they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, he has, a second, he has a second brain located
0: here. And I'm like, he,
1: he, his brains are in his ass. Okay. that You're really not, not doing much for the legacy of the big G here.
0: That's not his brain. That's a <laughs> bowel stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there was one thing that happened in this movie that didn't happen in very other, very many other ones. What's that? All right, as as you may or may not have noticed, the Japanese tend to be very reserved in these movies.
1: Um, stoic, I would say. Ah, as well, a...
0: even look at the interactions between the men and the women in here. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of this one, You've got hand-holding and outward shows of affection. There's no actual kissing, but like um, one of the scientists... It's uh, it's
1: one of the most celebratory endings I've ever seen in the Godzilla series. I will certainly give you that.
0: Oh, yeah, and, you know, for a Japanese film, that was very demonstrative. You know, okay, they're holding hands. This one, I think, I can't remember exactly, but kind of had his arm around the other... The smoking guy had his arm around the other scientist or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And it's just any other time they just kind of stand there. It's very rare to even see, like I said, just holding hands or that. And there,
1: there's not, I mean, they they always have, you know, whatever the, what, in any Godzilla or any kaiju movie for that matter, there's always, you know, there's always the, the plot with the kaiju and then the b plot that involves the humans right. sometimes they intersect sometimes they don't but you can count on you're right probably 80 90% of the time the the subplot the, you know the b plot with the humans it's it's not it's never going to win an oscar for for foreign film you know it's just it's not that in depth right it it, it always feels Kind of tagged on, like okay, we, we have to have this plot because we can't have ninety minutes of just Godzilla or, or whomever. But this one at least started, and and I noticed it, uh, moving forward from this point, I think they started to get into a little bit more of the interactions between the humans. Like look at GMK. I mean that yeah. from from a human standpoint of view, GMK of the original twenty eight, I think is is. In addition to having great special effects, I think from a human standpoint, I think it's one of the best of the series, just because you've got that interaction and talking about the the, the value of human lives. You know, regardless of what your politics are, um, you know, there, there's just a more of an emphasis on the human factor in the whole thing, and I think it ups the the, yeah. the game, so to
0: speak. Well, not only is there more of an emphasis, but the but the little side stories, you know, the human stories are actually a little bit more interesting. Um, they're not.
1: They're not just time filler. That was. Right, kind of, that was kind of my point.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, just don't feel like they just tossed it in there just to pad the movie. Gotcha.
1: I, I would say prior to this, that's pretty much. Is is usually, okay. The the government, it, yeah. Something with the government, possibly a government cover up. You know, it, it's really. There's no, uh, like you said, personal interaction. Notable exception being the original 1954.
0: Yeah, especially it's very especially
1: true. if you see the Japanese print because. There's a ton of human interaction in oh, that yeah. one. I mean, I read a review of the original one the other day. I think on AV Club, and they they said, "Don't fool yourselves. The original 1954 Gojira, the Japanese print, is an art house film masquerading as a monster movie." <laughs> and they're they're really right. I mean, it's 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 moody, atmospheric. It's it's almost film noir.
0: And we'll get to it in a couple of episodes. Hopefully, foreshadowing, folks. Okay, this is probably going to be a short episode because I don't really have a whole lot else. You got any other final thoughts before we rate this?
1: Uh, no. Like I said, this was, uh, you know, far far from the worst entry in the in the series, but of of the later ones, it's sort of like eh, the. I would say the the. The smackdown, the brawling is um fair to Midland.
0: Yeah. Now actually as far as um Space Godzilla himself, I actually have a uh, story. I was at this gaming shop on the west side. I dropped my son off or he won't... Gamers
1: Haven by any chance? No,
0: this place is called Warzone Matrix or something. Oh, I don't even know about that. This is like a Rocky River Drive, real real close to the airport. Hmm. Huge assortment of stuff inside, but in there looking around, and they had the Godzilla like I have in the box there. Okay. Um, they had the matching Ghidra, mm. which you know I was kind of interested in, but they had a um, Space Godzilla. Okay. And I said, you know, that's kind of cool. How much you want for it? Oh, that's not for sale. That's just for display. It says on the shelf with everything else you're selling. Why do not you? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, well you know what he was doing he, he was baiting you to make an offer dude everything's for
0: sale i you know what i was just at the point i just didn't even care
1: no I, do i think it was it was worth doing that kind of a ploy no but yeah he, he was basically trying to see if he could draw you out and see if you,
0: you... No, he told me under no circumstances was it for sale yeah so. mm-hmm. I you
1: quote him a, okay, you call it him it, a price. I have,
0: I have what I like to refer to as my ouch point.
1: Yeah. When, I, it,
0: come, when it comes to anything like this. Okay. I've,
1: I've seen you do this at conventions. It's like you you go up and go up and, uh, ouch, nope. Too, too.
0: That's just it. I mean, I picked up, when I was at MegaCon, I picked up uh, a Mogira and a Rodan. Mm-hmm. I got them both for I want to say fifteen bucks for both or something like that. Right, you know it was reasonable. They had some other amazing stuff there. They had a King Ghidorah, and I, I the reason I probably didn't get that one wasn't because it was I mean it was twenty five bucks that's not bad at all. Right, but I'm trying to think how am I going to get this in the suitcase to get it home because (laughs) it was a decent sized thing. But they had a very cool, um. 60s Godzilla, and at the end of his tail, had a mothra larva biting on it, and it looked like he was trying to flip it off. Nice. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, that's really kind of cool, but I'm sorry, I'm not willing to spend 75 bucks on it. Whether that makes me cheap or what, I just it just, I didn't want it that bad.
1: Well, it's like the thing that I've, I've, since last year's um, Mid-Ohio Comic-Con, the one thing that I kept Second guessing myself on, and I've kind of made my piece on it because ultimately I do feel was asking too much. But this guy had this really weird, like combo set. It was Ultraman and King Ghidorah.
0: Okay, I don't remember seeing that one.
1: Yeah, I, I, why those two would be packaged together? Because I can't think of anything that they, any appearance they made together. But they, they were. It was a package deal, and. uh, I couldn't. He wouldn't let me see the Ghidorah. He had the Ultraman out of the box and on display, and it it was him in flight. Looked nice. Asked him what he wanted, and he wanted like a hundred fifty for the whole thing. And it was okay. just like it, it, it was exactly like you described it. Ouch! Can't. No, I had a limited budget, and that that would have wiped me out of everything.
0: Well, you know, I just certain things like if I if I were to find like a twelve inch. Robbie the robot from Forbidden mm-hmm, Planet, sure. you know that maybe lit up or something. I'd be willing to spend like seventy five bucks or so on something like that.
1: D- depending because, on how how rare it is, I mean, purely in terms of speculation, I, I well, would say. Well, okay.
0: Here is the thing with collectibles, and I've explained this. I've explained this to my wife on many occasions. I am I am currently holding a Pepsi can in my hand. Yeah, I can say. This Pepsi can is worth seventy five dollars.
1: If you can find somebody to
0: find somebody to pay you for it. Oh, speaking of collectibles and stuff like that, hang on. Here you go, my man. I've got two.
1: Oh, ex. Oh boy, Robbie the robot from Forbidden Planet bobblehead. Kick ass.
0: I know it's not necessarily the type of thing you keep in your. uh, No, that's something I did.
1: I, I I've. I've actually got a I've got a mini collection of bobbleheads, mostly sports figures. Oh, but, you know
0: what? Um, but up, up on I've, my shelf up there, Drew Carey, somebody gave me.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, at not not immediately, but at some point, maybe before the end of the summer, I would actually like to review uh, Forbidden Planet. Uh,
0: it's on my it's on my to do list. I was actually thinking about that.
1: Yeah, because I've I've never seen it all the way through. I've I've seen. Like, 20-minute chunks of it, but I've never seen it from start to finish. Okay.
0: And, you know,
1: arguably one of the biggest classics, so...
0: All right. Well, now that we've tangented pretty good... Yeah. That's called padding the episode, folks.
1: It's a highly technical
0: term. Okay. How would you rate this thing?
1: Uh, This is... um, Kind of a stink burger, but with no with no stinky cheese on it. You know, it's just it's sort of a plain stink bur- stink burger. No, I
0: have curls. to go. I have to go. I'm going to go crap fest just because I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was just kind of, it was just kind of there. I,
1: I all right.
0: I'll
1: just, just to succumb to peer pressure. I'll I'll go I'll go along. <laughs> it's a very weak crap tastic. Very very weak.
0: Okay, there you go. Well okay, well you know we did we did institute crap fest as like middle ground
1: yeah okay but this, this is but anyway yeah,
0: and now that we've rated it, what is our film for next time
1: oh this this is a goodie this this occurred to me last night uh I'll probably mention this several several times on this and our other show i'm I'm taking my wife to for her one of her lifelong dreams at the end of the summer I'm taking her to see kiss and uh, therefore I've been embracing everything KISS-oriented. And uh, I'm reading Paul Stanley's autobiography, and he mentions something that a lot of people would like to forget, is that KISS made a movie.
0: It was called the Star Wars Christmas Special, right?
1: No, it's worse than that. (laughs) I know. It it physically cannot be worse than the Star Wars Christmas Special, but it's right right alongside it. Uh, It's called KISS Meets the Phantom of the Park. To just to continue with our really culty 70s uh, movie trend
0: we've hey, been doing. God help me, I remember watching this thing live. You know,
1: I, I remember watching it, too, and I, I, you know, at the age of, like, what, eight or whatever it I is? I don't remember. However
0: old <laughs> we were, I was, It was at some point during junior high, I want to say.
1: Okay, that was a little bit older, but yeah, it was, I was heavy, heavy into Kiss then, and it was just like, oh my God, Kiss is on TV, and stars were in my eyes, I was just like blown away by how cool the thing was and i watched it i actually rewatched it a few years ago and it was like oh my god (laughs) but we'll we'll tell you all about it next time kids you're gonna love it
0: okay and so just remember secret Lair podcast at (laughs) gmail.com and so this is d-dub and stratosphere saying go watch a b-movie and why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Later, folks.
1: Bye, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie.
0: Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.